What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go back in time to 1932 as Converse brings you historic footage of the legendary original Celtics with whom all great professional teams are compared. We have now taken over your radio. Richie Guerin is about to show you the most important step in getting past a man. It's the first one. And Oscar will inbound it. The men in green, the Milwaukee Bucks, that's Al Cinder against Bellamy. Welcome back to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason Mann, and with me as usual is Rich Krejci. Rich, great to be back with you. Yeah, it's been uh, quite a while. We, we were we were big friends for a while there in the summer, and then we got distant in this early fall, but now we're back, so it's good. Yeah, well, I, I mean... Miss, I missed your voice. Yeah, so. I mean, a summer fling, you know, it's... it's there's no, <laughs> it was hot and heavy. Yeah, it was real hot. It was, but there's, there's no point in trying to, you know, keep it going, you know, that hot and heavy forever, because you're just going to burn yourselves out. We don't want that. Exactly. Yeah. But we're going to give this another try and see how it works. So uh, we, our breakup's over. We are, um, yeah. I mean... We, I rebounded. I went. You went on the uh, NBA tra- uh, injury report. I did. Uh, I guess. So you had your little rebound. How was that? It, it was good. I I felt satisfied <laughs> by uh, that experience. So wow, it was good. So yeah. you don't feel sad. Okay. Right. I mean, I'm sure that you and I, you know, we're, we're okay. just gonna keep no, it slow. I, no, you said it. You said enough there. Okay. So. I don't mean. To, I don't want to hurt you, Rich. That's the last thing I would ever want to do. Uh, so we're we're back to the the season has begun, and uh, we've been watching basketball uh, and, and enjoying it because it's something that we like to do. You you should not be surprised that two people who dedicate a lot of time to talking about basketball will also enjoy watching it. Yes, um, yes. even the even 
our basketball. We we don't have we're not these people who like think like everything was better in like the 70s and 80s and 90s or whatever era you grew up in. We, we you know we think the the game today is played extremely exciting, better in some ways than others. Uh, yeah, all eras I think have their um have their. Yeah, I I used to be very much of like the ah oh, the old eras suck and like these guys, but then I've become a little bit more, and that's it's actually been a part of our you know the top 50 you know, the post top 50 discussion that we've had. You know we posted our top 50 show had you know for the most part people have been pretty okay with it. We've had some few people kind of argue here and there, and, and some of the stuff is actually been kind of fun arguments and like good level-headed arguments and that sort of stuff which is fine but at a certain point in my life I just became of like you know what there's really no point in comparing like the guys of today versus the guys of the 60s I mean there's stuff there's fun of doing that and all that sort of stuff but it, you shouldn't like your enjoyment of today's NBA shouldn't hinder on like well Reggie Miller was better than like here or whatever it's like who cares like you know just just that era is over. Move on. You had your memories and all that good stuff there. You can still think about it and talk about it and discuss and do all that sort of stuff. But your enjoyment of today's game shouldn't be lessened because of something that happened in the past or whatever. It's it's it's, it's just as good as it's always been. I mean, the NBA, in my mind, is always evolving and always getting better. So for me, there, there's there's yeah, it, it's it's I, I still enjoy the game as much as I've always have and maybe more than ever. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, and we've had some sad news uh, recently. We've uh, lost uh, two uh, stalwarts of the uh, of the NBA world, pro basketball world. First, um, Flip Saunders, the uh, coach and general manager of the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, longtime coach, I believe, 20th all time in wins, uh, you know, really influential and uh, successful. Flip Saunders, he um, he died um, uh, about a week ago of mm-hmm. um, he, he died of. Uh, complications from um from um from cancer and that you know it's very sad obviously he was just seemed like a guy who was really um well respected and well loved by just about everybody you know players coaches media you know a, a guy who was um you know you know well regarded both as a person and as you know a as a professional yeah it's kind of cliche to say that you know like when, when someone dies or whatever and you hear a bunch of interviews that like nobody has anything bad to say about a guy or you, you know you hear that stuff a lot but everything that i heard from from people talking about flip people just mentioning stuff and these are people that not strictly just nba people too there was uh, there's a local uh, uh radio show here in chicago uh and one of the guys that that hosts the show he used to work in the cba or whatever and most of his stories of flip were back in the cba stuff and he just he was going on about you know just the different things that flip would sort of teach him and like he would do commentary for their game and then Flip would be like, hey, what do you think? Why do you think I did this? Because like he would hear him cr- criticizing him because there's you know, like, like seven people in the entire audience. So you could probably hear the commentators being like, I don't understand that play or whatever. And Flip being like, well, why do you think I did this? And like instead of just sort of arguing or doing that, sort of learning the game with them and just being a general, you know, just it, it seemed like that was just something that he was just great at. It's just a guy who loved the game of basketball. And if you were going to talk basketball, he'd give you the time of the day, no matter what it was. And that's really the stories I heard from everybody else is that just, you know, if, if it was about basketball, it didn't matter who you were, what rank you were, what league, you know, it, it whatever. He was going to talk to you about basketball because he just he loved it so much. And you get that from his players as well, is that everybody, you know, he had his ups and his downs at different stops, especially, you know, like a Washington and, and Detroit weren't, you know, glowing examples of him. Even though I think he did quite well um, at, in, in Detroit and, of course, in Minnesota, Washington, uh, OK. But, you know, it, it's still at the end of the day, all the players, they, they all speak highly of him. Like you really do not hear anybody say that they didn't enjoy flipping. You remember that at the time, too, that nobody really 
had bad things to say about Flip when he was around as well. So that that's just a testament to the guy, the guy and the character. And and when you see that, like uh, yesterday, I know they uh, the Timberwolves had like a tribute video, and you see that nobody. None of the players, none of the coaches could like stop crying, and like that's how you know it's not just like a oh, okay, we have to do due diligence, and you know, you know. But these are guys that generally cared about him, and 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 that's great to see, and it, it's just awesome, and it just sucks because he was a guy who, you know, he we knew he had these issues. Then it seemed like he was getting better, and then like all of a sudden, very quickly, maybe about two or three months ago, we heard okay, you know, he's it's going to take some leave of absence, absence. He's not going to coach the team, you know, beginning of the year, and then it became all year, and then like a week later, it's like oh god, he's dead, and it's like oh my, <laughs> like it just it seemed like it kind of came out of nowhere, even though we knew he had the issues. But yeah, it's it's, it's definitely sad news. Yeah, for sure, and um and we also lost uh, Mel Daniels, uh, one of the greatest players in uh, ABA history. He was a two time MVP. Uh, led the uh, Pacers to uh, three championships in four years and uh, two other finals appearances as well during his time uh, in, in the ABA, uh, you know, was just, uh, you know, uh, Hall of Famer and uh, finally in 2012 was inducted to the Hall of Fame, um, averaged um, 18.7 points and 15 rebounds um, and, and uh, had very similar uh, playoff stats as well. Uh, did played very briefly in the NBA, only 11 games uh, with the net. Otherwise, um, was pretty much all uh, just just only in the NBA. But uh, one on the short list of greats in that league, and uh, you know we've lost too many. Uh, you know, relatively, he was 71, so he was older. But um, but but several players who. Um, you know, we're, we're stalwarts in the 70s and 80s, and unfortunately have uh, you know passed us by after uh, Daryl Dawkins and Moses Malone as well. Yeah, it's been a bad year for uh, for like AB, all ABA team guys. It's 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 sad, but I mean, it's going to be unfortunately a reality of of we're getting to that time now where a lot of these guys are going to pass and it's stuff, and it's just it sucks because it's it's guys. But the good thing, you know, like we always say, when when guys pass away, there's you know there's not really any silver lining. But like always, people sort of then go back and research and look at these guys' careers or whatever. And and I saw that you know a bunch of people going, oh hey, here's facts about Mel Daniels. Here's this thing about Mel Daniels. Hey, uh, you know Curtis Harris Rose, you know, you know things like that, which is pretty cool to see i mean it sucks that it has to be a guy's death that makes that happen but it's it's nice to see where people sort of then educate themselves on that player you wish it could happen when they're alive but it's it's a it's a somewhat of a line you know a silver lining to, to an otherwise bad situation but yeah it sucks yeah. too many deaths too many deaths yeah yeah um but uh so we wanted to uh touch on those before we got to um topic of our show which is uh looking at some of the uh looking at some nba records or or career leaders that are uh you know in play in jeopardy however you want to put it uh, you know you wrote a piece for this in the um in the HP season preview and you know we're gonna we're gonna talk more in depth on some of the things um uh just some of the subjects oh so, you, know, you know what what kind of attracted you to this subject yeah, so initially, and that's something we actually, one of our, not one of our first shows, but pretty early, we, we did something kind of similar to this, where we looked at some leaderboards, looked at some things that could possibly be topped or whatever, uh, and in thinking of different things, because we had, of course, that hard paroxysm, you know, season preview was coming out, and people said, hey, do you have any ideas of articles to write or whatever, and this is something I really said, ah, oh, you know, that'd be kind of fun to kind of look at and, and sort of didn't tell anybody yet, but sort of did a little bit of research, and then I realized there's a lot of records, and, and especially guys this year in particular with guys like a Kobe Bryant who we're assuming will retire at the end of the year Kevin Garnett who all assumption is that he'll you know obviously retire at the end of the year and those two guys I mean you look at the number of records that those guys have a chance and we're going to talk about here to to break and leaderboards to top and people to pass and all that sort of stuff it was like man it's 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 going to be a long time before we get like that sort of 
confluence of talent retiring at the same time. And that's, you know, there's a few other guys as well that we're going to talk about that, that have a good chance of maybe, you know, retiring or, or, or leaving pretty soon. So that was something that I just said, you know, I'm not going to have this chance again, you know, in three years, there's, I don't know who's going to retire. That's going to make as big of an impact. Whereas these are like legendary all time, great, you know, top, you know, obviously top 50 guys, both guys that we listen to are top 50. They're going to be retiring in the same year. And they just have so many leaderboards and so many things that they could, you know, top or, or, or records to set. So I thought it'd be interesting to kind of take a look at them and, and, and see, you know, how many they can and, and, and what records it is that they're potentially in, in danger of, of beating or, or topping or whatever. So absolutely. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're coming off the, the other day, uh, LeBron James, um, scored his, uh, 20, uh, 25,000 points. Um, he has passed that milestone at 25,001 at the, at the, at the moment we're recording this. So, um, you know, he's on the way to, uh, uh he's 20th all time in scoring. That's numbers obviously going to uh, go up uh, pretty significantly. We'll, we'll kind of get more in uh, detail on that uh, a little bit later on the show, but, um, you know, first we have uh, first we have uh, games. Yeah, and, and and just a quick note for people that are that are listening here, because there's no perfect way to do this because we're going to be recording while games are going on or whatever. Most of the, these numbers are going to be as of like opening night or whatever of, of before opening night because there was just that's when we ran a lot of the data and, and that's when we started looking at this sort of things. There's going to be no perfect way we could record this podcast right now and you know Kevin Garnett's minutes are going up as we speak. So so in case you're like no, I saw the other day that his minutes and his games are like this or whatever. Like these are beginning of the year stuff. So we're going to try to estimate based off that beginning of the year. Just just a quick note in case people are are listening and going wait a minute no that's not true or you know just think like yeah. that. So just a quick little note there in case. So this is all of opening day because. Sure, there's only- only four or five more days of data, really. So, you know, exactly right. So it's, it's not a huge deal. So it shouldn't sway it tremendously. But in case you're like, that's not the right number like that. That's why. So, yes. um, yeah, but games is obviously the first one uh, for people that don't know. Uh, I guess. Is it a surprise to most? I Would casual people be surprised by this or hardcore people? I don't know that that man's that the chief is our number one game. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I wonder. I, I mean, I would think he would be in the conversation. I mean, he might be just somebody who's sort of been not like he's forgotten about, but sort of just diminished with the uh, with the passage of time. You know, like I, I think people might think Kareem first because, you know. Yeah, that's exactly. That's who I right. assume. Actually, I, I forget all the time that Robert Parrish is. <laughs> I always just kind of think it's Kareem because it's, it's come on, it's Kareem. Like. It's not. It's Robert Parrish. It's the chief. So that's pretty good. But uh, yeah, the active leader, a guy we're going to mention plenty of times in here, Kevin Garnett, is at uh, 1424. Um, interesting, because so with all these, we're going to kind of look at the guy and then we're going to think, uh, you know, can they break it? And sort of hypothetically, Garnett, it, it's possible, but it's kind of unlikely. You know, he's averaged between 47 and 50 games played over the last five seasons. He's just not been healthy these past few years. Uh, even in a perfect scenario, it would take him a few years. So in case, even if Kevin Garnett goes, you know what, screw it, I want three or four more years in the league or whatever, maybe then he could do it. But even then, it's gonna it's gonna be really tough. I I just I, I don't see a scenario where Kevin Garnett ever passes this. But it'd be nice to think. But yeah, I mean, if he played three full seasons, like eighty games each season, then yeah. But other than that, um, yeah, or yeah, like you said, if he played five more seasons, but yeah, yeah, that, that's not gonna happen. I mean, <laughs> it would have to be him just being absolutely ridiculous and just going, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not leaving. Yeah. You know, I do kind of like the place where Garnett is now, like in that we, we, we kind of acknowledge that Garnett's not really that any good anymore. I mean, you know, he has this, he has the kind of the defensive value and the coaching value and, you know, he can still have a highlight here and there, but I mean, he's clearly not, no one's expecting him to carry a good team to anything. And you know, if he can you know, the circumstances have not put him in a place where he's going to be contributing to a championship team, but 
you know, being um, the guy, you know, who having this sort of this mentor, you know, role in Minnesota where his career started, like it, it gives him a sense of purpose, especially, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, in a situation, a very emotional situation for everyone in Minnesota after Flip Saunders dies. I mean, I, I do think there is some um, that that I, I think for I think all these aging guys, I think it, for fans, you just kind of want them to be doing something that kind of matters. Like they don't all have yeah. to be on teams that are that you know are, are going for a title, but it's just nice for them to be like doing something that matters. And it feels like Kevin Garnett right now is doing something that matters. Yeah, and that's been one of my favorite parts of watching Minnesota. Minnesota is a, a super fun team to watch this year as well. And you, you see different things. If you see guys in the court, and he, he's getting you know pretty decent minutes, and you're seeing when he's on the court. Or I was watching you know NBA TV does their thing where they like they went into like the practices during you know you know training camp and preseasons or whatever, and and they show Garnett, and Garnett is the most vocal guy. He's telling everybody what to do. He's grabbing guys. He's stopping practice to move guys to certain spots. Like you can even see in the games, you know he he's he's there to pump everybody up, but he's there you know when when Carl Anthony Towns you know makes a mistake, he's the first one to run over and tell him what he should be doing or whatever and it's it, it's just it's a really good thing to do it's sort of you know the, the coach on the floor thing gets kind of thrown around a lot but I, a lot of ways I see that and especially as you said with the tenuous situation of Flip Saunders you know being you know presumed the head coach and then all of his issues or whatever is that having a guy like Garnett there that's on the floor that's that's telling these guys what to do that I'm sure they all respect I mean Carl Anthony Towns we have to remember of his age like Kevin Garnett like he was you know he was young when that Kevin Garnett was his prime or whatever so having this guy and listening to him and knowing how smart he is at the game and knowing all this sort of stuff is it's really cool but I'm right with you it's it's a really cool spot that he's in and it's it's just a lot of fun to see him in that role where he's in a way kind of a coach, a player coach or a mentor, however you want to put it. But it, it's been really fun. It's been one of my favorite parts of watching the Timberwolves this year is just him on the court. And it's just it's so funny because there's like, you know, 18 and 19 and 20 year olds or whatever. And then there's Kevin Garnett. And it's just like, you know, it's 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 perfect. But um, a few other milestones we're going to talk about here real quick. Uh, these guys aren't, uh, you know, in any danger of breaking uh, uh, Robert Parrish's record. But they have little like, round numbers that they're pretty near <laughs> as well, which is always fun, too. The uh, 1,300 uh, Games Club. Uh, there's 16 players in the club right now, uh, including Ray Allen, who's exactly at 1,300, which is pretty fun. Uh, Kobe Bryant's 20 away, so you have to assume that he's probably going to get that this year. Uh, just, you know, in spite of any, you know, horrible injuries or whatever. Uh, Andre Miller, uh, he's 35 away and he also has the most games without an all-star appearance, which is very Andre Miller. <laughs> that's like the perfect Andre Miller stat, isn't it? Yeah. Andre Miller's like, treasure to me. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's like the perfect stat. It's like, yeah, he played all these games and was really good, but nah, he wasn't that, you know, it's just, he, there was, he was never at that, but he was always really good. It's just, he wasn't at that level. It's just, it, it's, it's perfect yeah. for Andre Miller. He, he plays in a different era and I bet he's considered better than he, than he is. Oh, today, absolutely. Yeah, you know, yeah, certainly. Just the, Especially because he he plays like he's from a different yes. era because he, he plays like he's from the 60s. So it, it works perfectly as well. Uh, Dirk Nowinski, he's uh, 35 games away. You'd have to assume, again, he, he's going to get that. And Paul Pierce is 50 away. I, I have a good feeling that Paul Pierce will probably break that too. So those are all guys that are going to be pretty cool. Yeah. As well, uh, the 1100 crew, you got Joe Johnson. He's 38 away, so that should be pretty easy for him. And then uh, you kind of had a little bit of a side note, and I guess it was a discussion that we were talking about on Twitter a little bit as well, is that Joe Johnson might make the <laughs> Federal Basketball Hall well, of Fame one day. yeah, I, I, this is a stretch. And I, I'm not saying that I think Joe Johnson deserves to make the Hall of Fame, but I, I think uh, Corbin Smith uh, brought it up. Um, I just as sort of like a, like a, this is kind of crazy idea that, you know, Joe Johnson could be a future Hall of Famer. But, you know, yes, Evan also star appearances like he is like you know you look on the list of guys who have at least five all-star selections of, of guards who have uh 17 four and four in their career and have played 15,000 minutes 
and he is there are 32 guys on that list and i think you know we're looking at all but one two we're looking at all but three of them are either hall of famers or very likely hall of famers in the future um i well yeah i guess tim hardaway he's probably not um he'd be like the fourth who i'm not sure if he's ever gonna be a hall of famer um but Joe Johnson is, you know, he's right on, you know, he's he's lower on that list in terms of like wind chairs and stuff. Um, so I don't know if he's really going to, you know, I I, I can't say for sure, but I I feel like the fact that he's even in that conversation or even like in that thought exercise is really interesting to me because, um, you know, it shows you just kind of like that whole like you hang around long enough and you know you start to wonder like you know, what, what kind of value does that have? Because, you know, he was a really good player for the Hawks for a while. Um, and I mean, he was deservedly dust. He was always kind of considered like underrated for like a long time, but you, you look at like his career numbers and they start to look like, Hey, you know, okay. Those are like, you know, not insane thing to believe, you know, that, you know, he could be a hall of famer based on that, but he's obviously like well short of like the greatest players of all time or anything like that. But yeah. Right. Um, you know, but you look down and you like it like, Oh, the guys who are like very good where it's like, Oh, you know, kind of a coin flip. Like, yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah. No, he, he's one of those guys where, where numbers when it's all said and done because of his longevity and because of, you know, his consistency or whatever, will be a guy who has hall of fame numbers, but at no point in his career did anybody say, Hey, we're watching a hall of fame right here. Like you, you nobody in like 2007 was watching Joe Johnson and going, man, this is a hall of fame, right? Here. Like it just didn't happen, but you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be a nice exercise and especially uh, to see what he's got left and, and how long he can hang around in the league. Because I mean, I, I don't see him hang around for you know, that much longer, but I haven't really have, has he hinted towards like, this is it for him or like he's retiring anytime soon. Uh, well, no, I mean, he's not that old yet. I mean, he's only, I mean, he's yeah. 34 maybe. So, I mean, he, I, you know, and it'll be interesting. Like, I wonder, um, I mean, I feel like he's kind of like a guy who's a definite candidate to get bought out and to end up like on a playoff team, yeah. you know, and if not that, that happening this year, then certainly he's a free agent, you know, he'll go somewhere else next year, presumably will want to win, you know, probably end up on the Clippers or something. Um, and I wonder, you know, if he makes a big run for that as like the fourth guy, if that helps him, you know, at all, if that, you know, changes it. But, you know, you compare like his numbers to like somebody like Gail Goodrich and he's like, you know, like they're close to identical or he's, you know, you know, they're, they're, you know, like he's kind of like close to that level, at least, you know, production wise, you know, whether he on the court is a different matter, but, um, you know, and go good the hall of famer. So it's just, uh, I don't know. It, it, that just, you know, made me, I felt like that was kind of, um, worth discussing, even though we don't have, have any conclusions. Yeah. So no, absolutely. Uh, move on to minutes played here. Uh, career leader right now, of course, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So he, he does have that Mark Robert Parrish has the games with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Does have minutes played. The career active leader is Kevin Garnett, of course. Um, as far as can he break it or not, uh, I'd say he has not No, it's not going to happen. Sorry. Uh, well, Kevin Garnett, he's, he's got a really good chance of passing Elvin Hayes, uh, fourth all-time in Hayes, famously, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, exactly uh, 50,000 minutes. Um, <laughs> sort of <laughs> sideshow-ish E that he got 50,000, but hey, it works out. Out anyway, um, uh, but he has almost no ca- chance of catching Kareem for all time. Uh, Kevin Garnett, he needs about a little over uh, 7,500 uh, more minutes to claim the top spot. And given that he's had that figure, um, or given that he's had about 8,000 over the last five years combined, like again, it, it's a thing where Kevin Garnett just has to go nuts and say, No, I want five more years in this league so I can get the games and the minutes played record. Like that's really the hypothetical, only hypothetical situation where he does that. But uh, yeah, again. It, 
right on the top of that leaderboard, but no, he's 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 never going to top Kareem. I, Kareem's going to be a tough one to really catch for anybody, but we'll see. There, there's there's time for a few guys, and and we'll talk about some guys coming up later that that might have a chance. But that's a pretty safe record for right now. Yeah, I mean, in you know, the trend is obviously to play fewer minutes. So exactly. I, I, so I, I just don't know if any current superstar is ever going to get that where they just play every single minute of every game. Like it's just it's it's not realistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. He it's. That's a pretty amazing, um, you, you know, combined playoff and um, regular season minutes because he played almost nine. Yeah, you forget about the playoffs, he too. Played, he played like how many more seasons of just playoffs? Yeah, he played almost 9,000 minutes in the playoffs. So, um, so, so yeah, and he, he's up there in all-time playoff minute leaders. I, I don't think he's number one anymore, but I think he was number one up until recently. I think Duncan, um, yeah, I think Duncan over. Out, so yeah. he's he's in. You know, <laughs> it's just yeah. Um, we've talked about Kareem a lot before, but it, good Kareem, good. Just a remarkable <laughs> um uh, thing. Um, just a you know, remarkable record or remarkable uh, career that he had. But um, and another leader uh, board uh, position that he's on is all-time field goals this guy this guy's something else is Kareem. yeah you know well stands, share the wealth it stands <laughs> you know? reason if you're gonna have the most points there's a good chance you're gonna have a high number of field goals so right yes uh so he, he's he's you know obviously the, the all-time leader uh the career active leader you can probably get a safe assumption if you had a guess uh kobe bryant is the career uh active leader in field goals um can he break this all-time record I don't think so. Uh, even in career, in Kobe's prime, and I, I took his prime as like 2001 to 2002 to about 2010, 11. I, I think that's pretty safe to say in terms of just his his overall years of you know the post Shaq, a little bit of the 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 Shaq era, and then kind of all the post Shaq era, and then into his you know championships you know with Gasol and, and Bynum and all that sort of stuff. So um, even through that, he only managed about 7,500 field goals uh, or about 752.8. Uh, field goals per season uh so he would need to do that pace so match his his prime pace for six more seasons or just about six more seasons to get the all-time uh leaderboard or or to get to the top of the leaderboard that that's just not gonna happen (laughs) anyway like a i don't think any team's gonna allow him to take that many shots well i mean i guess if byron russell continues to coach the lakers maybe but uh even then like i I just don't see kobe lasting six more years and taking as many shots as he did in his prime like that that's just unrealistic so no that doesn't seem like yeah he's uh, almost four thousand or actually more than 4,000 field goals behind uh, Kareem. So, yeah, that's uh, probably not going to happen. No, yeah, it'd be tough. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and, and uh, Dirk is very close to uh, 10,000 uh, career field goals. He's only uh, a handful. Uh, he's only a handful away. So that's going to be uh, – he would be the uh, 13th player to join that club. So he's going yes. to be passing Dominique yeah. uh, on the way to that as well. So so good for Dirk. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, of course, other guys with the 10,000. Ray Allen needs uh, 433 to get yeah. there. I uh, don't I, think he's going to get there. Play, I don't think he's going to play again. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be tough for him to do that without playing. And then Vince Carter needs 450. I I don't know if Vince Carter's getting that anymore. Uh, maybe. I, I just I, I don't think so. And then uh, uh, interestingly enough, and this is going to be a guy we're going to talk about here in a little bit uh, more, but, but LeBron James, 9,000 career field goals. He is only uh, 50 away from that mark. And he's only a little under 7,000 away from overtaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for that. Uh, and if you look at, you know, his, his LeBron's output or like, you know, his average yearly output and uh, over the last five years, uh, he has a realistic possibility of doing that. It, it would take nine seasons to do it. So I don't know if LeBron has nine more seasons in him. I mean, at this rate, it seems 
very plausible that he does, but you know, things happen when you get into your thirties and especially when he's going to be into his late thirties. But yeah, you know, he's got a real possibility of being one of the guys that, that, that does top that record. If anybody does do it in, in the, you know, the modern history or anytime soon, but yeah. I, 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 it's going to be tough. I mean, he's got to keep up essentially the pace he's had for the last five years, you know, over the next nine years. And I, I just don't know if that's, that's plausible. No, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think he'll be, I mean, it's possible he'll be playing in nine years, although he's mm-hmm. had the back issues and he's, you know, the, um, the number of guys, even in today's, um, uh, you know, even with today's longevity of uh, superstars, um, you know, he, that, I think that would put him at year 22 in his career. So, um, which would be, would be uh, <laughs> breaking insane, or, yeah. you know, coming close to breaking some records. So, um, you know, he's obviously going to not be scoring the way that he did in his prime uh, during that time. I, I imagine he'll st- start to be a little bit more of a distributor and a little mm-hmm. bit less of a scorer as, you know, Love and Kyrie kind of take over some of that scoring responsibility, um, you know, as, as things go along, I mean, you know, who knows? But that, that would be my guess. So, yeah, that's uh, that's probably not happening. No. Uh, offensive rebounds. Now, here's one. Here's a chance here. So Moses Malone is the career leader, of course. And we, we talked about Moses Malone, you know, at, at length on this very podcast. Uh, the corrective leader is Tim Duncan. And now Tim Duncan can do it. So he, uh, if we take his per season offensive rebound uh, average, it's 208 per year. So all it's going to take Duncan is 14 more years of that. And then he's good. And he's got the record. So, I mean, all Duncan has to do is play at least 52 and we're good. So... There it there is. There you go. So, that, that doesn't. Uh, what's that? Like 2021, I think. I, you know, or no, that's even later. It's like t- what, like 27 or something. Right? It's some ridiculous. But yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, he's 39, uh, I think. So 13, yeah, 13 sorry. years from today. Yeah. So, <laughs> eh, you know. If anybody could do it, it'd be Tim Duncan. But uh, right. yeah, I, I, I don't think so. So yeah, that uh, Moses Malone is a freak of nature. That um, that is the Cy Young record. No one is ever touching that. Yes. That's Cy Young's all-time wins record. Right. Like just, just in, in no way. It, it, there's. I mean, it's impossible. Like it's, it's just stunning how high, yeah. how in front of everybody else he is. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You, you have to explain the baseball references to people because they're not just going to get it. To, uh, oh, that's true. A basketball right. podcast, yeah, so they're gonna be like, what the hell? Who's, who's, who's Cy Young? Yeah, I forgot. Forget about that. But yes. You should know who Cy Young. Well, look at you know, They might not I'm know not that he has 511 wins. So that, that's yeah, right, yes. right. He has many, many wins, yeah. and uh, uh, pitchers don't yeah. pitch that much anymore. So they, they will not have that many wins ever. So, yeah. so no, that's that's not happening. But uh, there's some uh, little round numbers that people can do. Uh, Tim Duncan, 256 away from 4,000, uh, 3,000 all time. Tyson Chandler is only 50 away from 3,000 all time. So Tyson's got a nice little career going, and we'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, Dwight Howard, 142 to get to 3,000 all time. And then Zach Randolph, 179 to get to 3,000 all time. So uh, those are all very realistic possibilities for every single one of those guys. So Yeah, um, exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Tyson Chandler is up um, a little bit. I mean, he's been around, I guess, long enough now, but he's a little, little bit higher if he's clearly – a career rebounding leaderboards than I kind of would have expected. I didn't anticipate it either. Yeah, he was kind of a shocking name. I went, oh, geez, Tyson Chandler. Like, because yeah. he's got a you know a, a good handful of years left in him. Yeah. That, that pretty fun. I mean, I don't know as far as like output and and you know rebounding output. I'm not sure, but yeah, he's got he's got a little bit of time to to get up there in the records. I mean, of course, he's not going to brink like Moses' record or or any of these other no. ones, but he's he's going to be up there for sure, and it's going to be yeah, fun I mean, to he'll, see. He'll, yeah, he'll be like in, you know, like the top 20, 15, you know, all time rebounders, which is, you know, that's 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 pretty good. We'll take that. He'll be one of those oddities when our children are on this podcast talking about, though. Like, did you know that Tyson Chandler's like fourth all time yeah. rebounding? That's pretty cool. Like, you know, so that'll be, you know, when, when your daughter and my uh, hypothetical son are doing this podcast that, you know. <laughs> Are they going to inherit their, our podcast? I, do, I think so. No, I, I think feel that's about that. Yeah, exactly. 
I feel like that's a, um, it's a burden I don't want to place on, on our children. <laughs> yeah, especially on your dog. Yeah. You know, she's got, she's talk got about high this hopes. a little bit after. Maybe, my son's already a wreck, so I don't have a son, but I, I just assume that no matter what it's going to be. So my son will do it. But yeah, your, your daughter hopefully will do, be doing better better things. With her, I, so. you know, let's, let's see. <laughs> I would hope let's, so. She is. She will. Yeah. She will. My son is, is already doomed. So <laughs> I, if I have a son, if I have a kid, I don't know anything. But we'll see. we don't know. Anyway. We're, we're, we're assuming <laughs> we're not right now. We are. Yeah. Uh, defensive rebounds. Current leader, Carl Malone. Uh, active leaders, uh, Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan. I put them both in there. Um, Garnett's only 88 away from getting there, so that's a definite possibility that, that he can get there. Duncan's about 506 away, so that, that's going to be real tough for him. Uh, Garnett, he, he got 24 defensive rebounds in just five games last year with the Timberwolves, so it's a safe bet that he breaks that record you know, fairly early in the season, and, and I don't know where he's at right now. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I sort of estimated somewhere between games like 12 and 15. If he uses, you know, if we go by his normal pace is about where he would get it. So, um, it'll be, it'll be definitely pretty cool. And then, uh, Tim Duncan, I mean, he has a very good chance of getting to second place, uh, next year. Uh, but it, it, it's going to be close. I mean, he's really going to have to keep up his same output that he's had for a while. But but Garnett has a definite possibility of becoming the all-time leader in, in defensive rebounds. So that's cool. So that's one uh, one record that is at least in some – or one leaderboard, rather, that's at least in some danger. So pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's, that's not one I necessarily would have expected. I wonder if Duncan will end up with more um, career um, defensive rebound than uh, Garnett does. Like I kind of feel like – Yeah, like all-time he'll, he'll get have a couple. He'll have a couple extra seats. Maybe, you know, because he's still really good and Garnett obviously isn't. So he's going to play much more than Garnett likely is over the next, you know, season or two. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, that we can continue the KG at Duncan Rock and on a very low level. But, you know, it's still uh, it, it's still fun to step <laughs> against right. each other. So I'm sure they're really caring that much about it. I'm sure they're watching the defensive rebound leading. Yeah, going, ah, I got him. I got him by one. <laughs> I got six. And like, and like, Duncan's like, ah, oh, I got to catch up with him, you know? <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope if they're, if they're. Yeah, I'm if sure they're true competitors, they would. Indeed, yeah. I, I think they. I, I'm sure that you know Garnett and Duncan are not true competitors. Obviously, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they've not they demonstrated that at all in their career that they're. True. <laughs> no, especially Garnett. It's yeah. just come on, right. act like you act like you want to win. I mean, come on. Right. Just, exactly. <laughs> like just loafing through every defensive. It's, come on, to go in here. Uh, turnovers. Uh, I was actually surprised by the, uh, the one and two in, in turnovers. It's Carmelone and John Stockton, and that's probably just the byproduct of them having the ball in their hands, like literally hundred percent. Like of those two, like every Utah possession for about twenty years was them two. Uh, at, at one point, either passing the ball or possessing the ball. So uh, it, it stands to reason. But yeah, uh, Malone is the, the career leader. Uh, shockingly, uh, the career active leader is Kobe Bryant. So uh, can Kobe do it? Jason, what do you think? Um, hmm. <laughs> if there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> yeah. So, but. yeah, I don't think that Kobe's because basically he would have to average like he would have to have like his peak number or his over two and a half seasons. So yeah, my, my, I don't think Kobe's lasting that long, especially not in a way in which he's going to be playing all the time. And uh, yeah, or, or possessing the ball as much as he, he right. Although he's still, we're talking about prime years where I'm, well, yeah, unfortunately this year, we keep saying this, but just the same amount. Yes. But (laughs) we keep saying that, but then this year he's taking, you know, 51 shots and making, you know, 10 of them, but he, he, you know, yeah, keep shooting. <laughs> Got to shoot out of it. Yeah, so. you know, and and I, you know, we, we talked a little bit before Bar- about Garnett, you know, being a guy who, um, you know, at least has a purpose, even though yeah, Gar- he's clearly not seeing his best days. You know, at least he's like kind of in a, in a place where he's contributing something. And I and I want to see that for Kobe. Like I, we you know, we make some jokes about Kobe, and you know, we laugh about. Um, 
sort of how he's looking washed up, quite frankly, right now. Um, but I, you know, I really do want to see like Kobe go out in a way in which, you know, it's like, you know, it doesn't feel sad. And right now it feels sad. And I, and I'm hope that, you know, whether it's a change of style of play, maybe even, even goes to a different team. Although I know some people would be horrified by that, you know, um, but maybe just something different where he can kind of go out in a more meaningful way than he's going out right now. I would ideally like to see that. I don't know about you. I know you're kind of a late yeah. hater, but, but, Oh no, but you know, it's still, I, yeah. At the end of the day, you still don't want like, you know, a legendary player to just go out on a complete whimper. And he, he's a laughing stock right now. And the Lakers are a laughing stock and Byron Scott and, and all that, everything that's going on with the Lakers right now is like laughable. And that's, I mean, you don't want the guy's career. I mean, you, you do, you definitely just do not want that. And, and, you know, as somebody who, um, and of course, like Michael Jordan's a famous one, uh, you know, of course, who ended his career on like the perfect note of, you know, you know, hitting the shot over Ryan Russell, winning the championship. And then he comes back for those Wizards years and they're fine. But it's just like it always feels kind of awkward and weird or whatever. And that, like there's just those all time, you know, legendary players. And you see they're on like, you know, bad teams at the end of their careers. Like, you know, another baseball thing like a Willie Mays on the Mets and those sort of guys. And there's plenty of NBA examples as well. And it, it just you would like Kobe to even if it's in a Lakers uniform for it to at least be a somewhat competitive season. Cause yeah, him just, you know, taking 20 shots a game for a team that has no chance of winning. I mean, that's not fun and it's not exciting and it's not, nobody wants that. Like I, we, we want something special out of his last year and it, right now it's just, it's not looking very good. Yeah, so no, even, even though I'm a, I'm a Laker hater and not a Kobe, uh, you know, the big Kobe's biggest fan. No, it sucks to see him go out this way. This is just not a fun way to, to end it. Sure. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Kobe, he is uh, one of the uh, all-time uh, scoring leaders. He passed uh, Michael Jordan um, last year. and uh, uh, But, you know, there was talk a couple of years ago of him trying to um, break Kareem's scoring record. And, uh, you know, he's almost 6,000 points away. And, um, you know, even if he were able to kind of maintain, like, his prime um, production, it would take – three seasons so uh, yeah it, it's gonna be tough it, it's, yeah. it's it's or it's not gonna be tough it's, it's, it's not gonna happen yes yeah it's just it's just and that's prime that's that's co- efficient super efficient co i mean that's that's 81 points a game you know put the lakers oh, on his back that, score yeah. 30 a game kobe like that's that's not happening like that's just it's, 81 it's points just, in one game not a game yeah know, so oh sorry sorry now, that would be impressive <laughs> yes, that, that would be good be, he's trying this <laughs> yeah. year uh, if he would just make his shots he would get yeah, there, 81 but, uh, shots a game maybe <laughs> but yeah, uh, another name, you know, we mentioned LeBron as, as an interesting case uh, for, for a few different records here, but uh, overall points, he's uh, he currently sits at 20th all time. Uh, he's a little over 13,000 away from Kareem for number one. You know, if we at least assume that he keeps up a, a somewhat of a similar output that he did with his first year in the Cavs. So, so what I did is I looked at, you know, his career, his, his rookie year where he was still kind of, you know, kind of getting there. He wasn't the crazy efficient score. He wasn't his prime. If he does that for eight more seasons, he'll have the record. So if he can just be as good as he was his rookie year, he'll have the record. Even if he dips to career low in points, uh, it'll take him about eight and a half to nine years to do it or whatever. So it, it's... You know, he's only 30 uh, right now. It, you know, we were talking about some injuries and, you know, obviously his back is an issue. But, you know, he's, you know, eight or nine years away from kind of just sort of being the somewhat of the similar output you're doing now. It, it's a possibility. But, I mean, it's tough. It's going to be real tough to do. It's just a minute load and the usage and all that sort of stuff is just it, it's going to decline. I mean, it just has to, especially when he's we're talking, you know, he's going to be 39, 40 years old. I mean, you just cannot imagine LeBron, you know, scoring 23 a game when he's 40. Like, that's just it, it, it's hard to believe. And I just don't think it's going to happen. But he's an interesting one to keep an eye on for. Yeah. I mean, I think um, number two is certainly in play. Um, yep. Definitely number three. Uh, 
uh, he would he would pass Kobe in that case. Um, uh, Malone has almost thirty seven thousand points. Um, Kareem has uh, thirty eight thousand three hundred eighty seven points. So, um, y- you know, I, I, yeah, I, I don't. Um, I, I think Malone is definitely doable. I think he's. I don't know if I quite call it likely, but I think there's a, a good chance of him being number th- three all time, which, you know, which is amazing because LeBron, I mean, it's, he does so many great things so well. I mean, great passing, very good rebounding, just, you know, versatile, great defender. I mean, it's all these things. Like, he's not necessarily even, like, primarily known as a scorer, yet he is one of the greatest scorers of all time, Yeah, you know? Oh, he's going to be just such an interesting one. When his career is all said and done, it's going to be like, you know, top five, you know, he's going to be, you know, top five, top 10 in like so many different categories. Yeah. It's just going to be stunning. I, I, you know? I didn't have a chance to check it, but I think that he has a chance to become the first player to have 10,000 points, rebounds, and... Yeah, we had somebody on Twitter that said, you know, I, I, I again, yeah, I didn't get a chance to look at it, but somebody said that he might be the first to get 10K, 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 which would be... Just <laughs> insane, but it speaks volumes to, to what his career has been. So, you know, if anybody has to do it, it's, it yeah, he's a good one to do it. So, uh, nice little round numbers: twenty six thousand. Uh, only thirteen players in history have achieved this. Uh, Tim Duncan's twenty six away, so I, he might have actually already gotten that. I don't know what his scoring's been like this year, but uh, he's probably already been there. Even though I, I didn't hear anything about it, so I guess he he probably hasn't. Uh, Kevin Garnett, he's fifty one away. Uh, that's that's definitely possible, or, or you know presumed that's going to happen and then paul pierce is uh 101 away so there there's uh we should have some new uh, company in that 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 crew and that that guy and then yeah that's gonna be i mean all those guys are absolutely deserving that's that speaks volumes to a guy like paul pierce is one that we um you know in the top 50 we were talking about him and and some people took a little bit of issue with him being in our top 50 and stuff but you look at the guy i mean he's gonna be one of 16 players all time to to reach that point plateau i mean that's that's significant <laughs> i mean there's no there's no other way around absolutely. it absolutely yeah um duncan um also just passed uh the number of wins on uh, a single team and i believe that he and manu and parker just became the the winningest big three of all time yes so that's them. And Duncan yeah. doing some some good things. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's why this year's perfect. Like you know what I mean. Like there's just so much this year, and that's why we had to we're doing this, and why I think it was so important to write that for for the preview as well, is because it's just such a confluence of talent right now that that's you know at the apex of their career or, or at the end of their career. Um, I feel we'll move on to field goal percentage here uh, again. Tyson Chandler is an interesting one. Artis Gilmore is the uh, all-time leader at fifty-nine point nine. Uh, Tyson Chandler is right behind him. Um, you know, if he can maintain his five-year field goal average, which is about sixty-four point eight, uh, he'll break uh, Artis Gilmore's record pretty easily. So if he can just kind of maintain what he's done the past five years, Chandler, he'll break that record. And um, what's actually pretty interesting is he only needs a field goal percentage above sixty-one percent. I'd uh, stick that crown, and then he's he's basically done that six times in his career and four times in the last five seasons. So pretty much from the time when Tyson Chandler kind of figured it out with the Mavericks, he's been that crazy efficient at scoring and that sort of stuff or, or at the, you know, at field goal percentage. So, you know, it, it, there's a very, very, very real possibility that Tyson Chandler is your all time field goal percentage leader. Of course, that's not as like a historically great, you know, of a stat or, or, or you know, it's renowned as all time great or whatever, but that's still pretty cool for a guy that you never really would assume it's Tyson. It's kind of just Tyson Chandler, <laughs> you know, like you don't assume that, that he's the, the most efficient, you know, scorer of all time in the NBA, but you know, he's, he's, He's very much there, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and you mentioned you know the idea of Dwight Howard doing it because he's definitely a candidate where he could, um, uh, you know, if he averages like a sixty-two percent from the field, uh, he could take that title. But um, the issue is that he hasn't reached that point since you know twenty ten, um, which was you know one of his best years in the league. Yeah, I, I do think that there is a small chance that Howard starts 
having less of a role on offense. So, you know, he's not getting the ball as much. He's not taking as many shots, but he would probably be more efficient um, mm-hmm. in that role. If he's not, you know, if he, if they're not really going to him in the post, he's just doing like kind of the pick and roll thing and just, you know, scoring on, you know, uh, off of rebounds or off of, um, you know, basically not really, like I said, not using that many plays, but just, you know, whenever. Being Tyson Chandler. Right. <laughs> Being more like Tyson right. Chandler. There you yeah. go. Thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think that. For a while, teams ran plays for him, and they said, you know what, Tyson, do a pick and then run to the basket, and we'll pass it to you sometimes. And then he went, okay. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So I um, I, I, yeah, I wonder if he kind of would reach that point. But then again, <laughs> he might not have the number of attempts where, you know, he would kind of get to that. Um, yeah, and- it's going to be interesting with Howard just because of his health and 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 the explosiveness is kind of gone. And he he hasn't really shown yet that he can sort of transition to something different or transition to being, you know, you know, a, a different player than he was, you know, in his prime. He's just sort of kind of trying to do the same stuff he did before, but just a lot slower with it. But, yeah, he, he'll be an interesting one. I think he's a definite possibility uh, to do it, though. I, I I definitely see that. And it might, it's, might not be, you know, next year or the year after that. But but down the line as a guy who, yeah, I think you you, you present a very good case that if he just sort of. Alters his game a little bit. has a real chance of doing it. So, interesting to see. Uh, Free throw percentage. Uh, Career leader is uh, Steve Nash. Uh, The career active leader is Steph Curry. And uh, Curry um, has a very good chance of breaking that record this year. Uh, Curry only needs to average 90.9% from free throw, which seems high. But when you consider that last year he shot 91.4%, he can definitely do it. So that's all he needs. He only needs 90.9% to do it. Uh, I haven't looked at what he's done this year, but I think he's shooting that from the floor. So maybe <laughs> so that I don't know how his free throws have been, but there's a good possibility that he, that he might be able to do that. But uh, uh, it's definitely cool. It's a fun record, too. There's a lot of um, a lot of current guys that are in that free throw percentage and a lot of older guys as well. But uh, I don't believe Rick Barry's up there, which uh oh, he's not. He he's he's but but yeah but no what? He, well he no he he's I'm sorry percentage or yeah where's he percentage uh, he's like fifth or he he's in that range um hey, I mean he's got the perfect free throw though I mean yeah, yeah I, I I'm sure that if Steph Curry just just did it underhanded he could be even better <laughs> he'd know? have ninety two percent as opposed to ninety one last right year. right so. Oh, Rick Barry. That that that's our quota for the Rick Barry. Right. Uh, you still need to get a Hawks reference in though. Okay, oh, point, we'll, so. we'll work it out. It's going to be tough. I don't know how many active leaders. Um, I didn't do three-point attempts, which I'm sure Antoine Walker is very near. But uh, we, can, we can try to do that. So, uh, Points per game, career average. Uh, Michael Jordan, of course, is the all-time leader. Uh, just barely. Those Wizards years really almost did a number on that. I know that was one thing that people were talking about. Like, hey, Michael, uh, like you're at the, you, got, you, know, you better start scoring a little bit more because Wilt, uh, he was almost seen that record too. Uh, Wilt. Uh, but the career active leader is uh, LeBron James. And... Um, LeBron James, he's fourth all time. Uh, he, average, uh, he needs to average 33 points per game this season to uh, to beat out Michael Jordan. I, I don't think that's possible, but uh, I would guess it's not possible. I bet it, that it's not possible. But uh, actually, what's worse yet for him is that he actually stands to lose ranking this year. If he averages uh, 26.6, which is his five-year average, uh, he'll fall below the man currently in sixth place, and that's uh, Jerry West. So he actually... LeBron for for averages for a thing like this, I he he's probably going to plummet a little bit, and especially like you said, and we talked about in the segment before, as he sort of transitions to more of like a, a distributor, which I I definitely see him doing. Yeah, it's it's a real possibility that he's going to fall on this list, and I I don't think he's going to break Michael Jordan's record. That's that's pretty safe. Yeah, yeah, that, that is but, a very safe assumption. Uh, but there's somebody, yes, yeah, uh, Kevin Durant, who is um, 
I, I, I don't think that people were, I, I don't know if people are quite like aware that like Kevin Durant is fifth, uh, tied for fifth, all t- well, I guess tied for fourth all time with LeBron in uh, points per game right now, uh, career wise. I mean, right behind Elgin Baylor, who's a 27.36. And then uh, Jordan and, and Wilt are right at, very, very near each other at uh, 30. So um, you just, just very tiny percentage points, Jordan being ahead there. So, um, yeah, obviously we know that Durant's great. We know that he's one of the great scorers of all time, but the fact that he is that, that high up that leaderboard is, um, pretty impressive. Now, like, like with LeBron, it could go down a bit as he, you know, when he gets older and isn't scoring as highly, but you know, Durant still has, you know, three or four years of a prime to uh, get through. He's 27 right now. Um, you know, hopefully with, with good health, obviously that, you know, the, the, the foot issues have been uh, were a problem for him last year, but he, presumably he, if he bounces back and is able to maintain that, he's going to um, shoot up that leaderboard. I don't know if he's going to quite be at Jordan or Wilt level, but, um, you know, especially with, you know, Russ also being a great scorer um, as well, but um, he, that's still darn impressive. Yeah, third place is definitely a possibility for him. He needs uh, if he averages his five year average, which is uh, twenty eight point seven, uh, he'll pass uh, LeBron and Elgin Baylor for for solidly third. So I I think that's probably where he'll probably end up. But you know, there's yeah, like you said, there's a real chance that this guy you know continues averaging about twenty points per or twenty eight points game for you know I I could see another five six years of that for him. I mean, I don't see him really slowing down in that respect. There might be certain aspects of his game that does, but I mean that that's a guy especially too if he stays healthy that you could see his scoring just continuing to to. to to do well just because he's such a he's, he's almost an unguardable guy i mean a lot of shots he takes especially if he becomes a better three-point shooter and that sort of stuff i mean that's you know saying still a very good three-point shooter now but if he gets you know a little bit better at that that's again like he, he's a guy who i definitely think can just maintain you know really good averages scoring so yeah it'll be fun to see you know where where he goes but yeah lebron i, I could see him slipping down a lot right now um just a byproduct of, of what we know he can do in, in his game. So it's it's actually a testament to him as well that he will probably succeed a lot of that scoring and, and work on some other stuff. So. Yeah, he'll probably be top 10 all the time. Uh, score, yeah, exactly. Which is, yeah, it's pretty good. That's fine. Yeah. That's pretty good. Especially when you couple the efficiency that he had as well. Yeah. Uh, can, coupled with the shots he was taking and where he was taking yeah, the from and stuff. It's, yeah, it's, all, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, assist per game. Uh, Magic Johnson, the current leader, uh, career active leader, Chris Paul. And uh, Paul would need to average 12.5 assists per game this season. Uh, to break Magic Johnson's record, uh, it's not impossible. Uh, that average has only been accomplished 13 times in history, though, uh, the 12.5 assists per game for a season. It was six times by John Stockton, five times by Magic, uh, once by Isaiah Thomas, and once by Kevin Porter. So I don't know. I mean, given the Glippers, I mean, there's a chance that Chris Paul could, but it's a rare feat if he does do it. But uh, it'll be interesting to keep an eye out uh, for him and his averages this year. But I, not not likely, but possible yeah it, it's um it is possible i was just looking at what his um career high uh per game it's 11.6 per game which he did yeah and that was one of those Orleans years right yeah and those were kind of padded um mm-hmm. by uh although you know it, um last year it was down to, to eight but uh the two previous years was 10.7 and, and 10.2 so um oh i'm sorry this year so far he is in four games he is eight so okay. down a bit but i but i mean that's that's it's four games so that's that's um, obviously not necessarily meaningful. So, um, yeah, that'd be interesting. I um, uh, that, that is pretty um, – Kevin Porter being on that list is uh, – Yes, I, I was kind of shocked. I was like, yeah, John. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah, Kevin with Porter. The, with the Pistons, I believe, right right before Isaiah came along. That, that yes, was not a good exactly. team. If, um, that was like the 79 Pistons, the, the, the one that was really bad, I think, uh, like 13 wins or something like that. So I think you're correct. Yeah, I think Much right. like the 2004-2005 Hawks. 
There it is. Yes. yes. <laughs> you used a not good team reference yes. Yes. to get to, to sneak the Hawks uh, in there. Yeah, we only have two more to go. So it was going to be tough for you to do that. So that's fine. I'm. I have some experience in this podcasting game. You know, I'm not. <laughs> you're, I'm no rookie. You're 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 pretty good at this. So uh, uh, well, the last two here, uh, player efficiency rating PR uh, current leader is Michael Jordan. Uh, LeBron James uh, is the current active leader or the current active leader. Uh, can he break it? Uh, if he maintains his five year average, uh, twenty nine, uh, which is PR past five years, uh, he'll fly past Jordan, who's at twenty seven point you know nine one as mentioned. Um, Really, the only way that LeBron doesn't become the all-time leader is uh, in under 28.1 PR season. Uh, he did achieve that uh, last season, but of course, that featured you know his early season slump, you know his time away from the team for a little bit there. I, I don't know. I mean, again, with with his injuries, there's a possibility of that. But prior to that year, it, it had been since uh, 2006, 2007, since LeBron had averaged you know or averaged less than 26.1 PR. So I, I gotta assume he does break this record this year, barring any big injuries or barring you know a complete destruction of of his game or whatever. But by and large, I I think he's probably gonna get it. Yeah, I um I don't know. I I mean I I think there's definitely a possibility he gets it. I I do think that um. I, I, you know, I, I don't know if I feel like, um, I mean, with, with all the, you know, with all the stuff we've already talked about, I think there's a, there's a kind of an equal chance either way that maybe it just, okay, this is his standard now. He's still, That's still maybe really last good. year was, right. Yeah, that just yeah. is kind of who he has become now. It's still mm-hmm. really, really great, but it's not like the transcendent player that he was. It's just like, you know, it's a slightly less transcendent. I mean, still great in other ways and even like jordan in his 30s even though he wasn't as productive he was arguably a better player because he you know he did a lot of those things that don't show up in the box score and lebron might be the same way so um but yeah i'm not sure if you know which you know per its strength is that it shows production and it shows production kind of like on an equal playing field when it comes to um you know pace and, and and those things so um yeah, I, I think there's a decent chance that LeBron's PR is lower because it just, it, you know, he's not going to be as productive, but I still think there's a chance he could be better because of some, you know, some of the other strengths in his game and because he's probably going to be on a better team this year. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then we'll finish here with usage rate. Uh, Michael Jordan, again, is the all-time leader in usage rate. Uh, the current active leader, Dwayne Wade, uh, interestingly enough. Uh, can he break it? Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Uh, he would need a usage rate uh, at or above 30, uh, 34.5% this year to, to unseat Jordan. Uh you know, looking at his career averages, it, it's a possibility, especially with this Heat team, but I, I don't see it as all that likely. Another guy, though, that that's... Actually, interestingly enough, he's not the current active leader, but Kobe Bryant, again, that we mentioned, uh, he only needs a usage rate um, at or above 34.8% to top Jordan. And he's did he did that last year, and he's done that three of the last five seasons as well. And uh, given the current outlook of the Lakers, uh, he could probably do it this year too, <laughs> barring uh, uh, you know major injuries or anything or, or, or just a complete rebalance in the way that that team's going to operate and, and, and their, their psyche and all that sort of stuff, or if he goes to another team or whatever. But, you know, on this current Lakers team, you know, at the way he's doing it, he could do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Carmelo, LeBron, uh, Westbrook and Durant also are all in the top 10 on this list. We, it's interesting that we have like a, you know, ball sharing pace and space era. Yet we have all these guys who are like yeah. among the top 10 in all time in usage. That's sort of an interesting uh, dichotomy to me. I don't know what exactly what it means, but I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's. I you know Iverson is is on that list as you know basically mm-hmm. all these two thousand guys and then Jordan is number one and then Dominique and George Gervin are nine and ten so, um I don't know that's um 
That's just in debate. Yeah, maybe it's a, it's a topic for another show. Maybe yeah, maybe. That's, yeah, because that's interesting. Yeah, it's 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 hard to unwrap. Yeah, there. And granted, you know the the. The, the, the basin space is a more, you know, the last three year phenomenon. And these guys are obviously have, you know, accumulated their accolades in the early to mid 2000s when the game, you know, was was somewhat different. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we haven't yet you had time to kind of account for that, I guess. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I don't think Wade's probably going to be as much of a I think his usage rate will go down because, you know, the drive is there and, you know, there's more miles to feed there. And I and I don't think Kobe's going to play enough where it's going to um, where he's going to be able to catch it on that. But it, it's an interesting thought nonetheless. Yep, absolutely. And that's uh, that's it for this. So there's a bunch of other stats and, and, and numbers and all that sort of stuff that we were going to do. Of course, we can't do like a nine hour podcast and, unless you want us to. Then we will. But I mean. Preferably pay us. Not I, I, that, but, uh, I'm not going to do nine <laughs> hour. I would have to be paid a, a reasonably significant amount of money to, <laughs> to do a nine hour. Yes. So there's plenty of stuff to do, but that's it for uh, for today. But if you guys unearth anything else that you find or, or an interesting one that you saw or someplace, let us know uh, at Over and Back NBA. We'd love to hear it because we're really interested in this sort of stuff, especially, you know, myself just really love kind of looking at this and doing this dive or whatever. So, yeah, if, if you see that at Over and Back uh, NBA on Twitter, let us know if you see it or uh, Over and Back NBA.com, our forums as well as a good discussion point to do that as well but uh yeah that 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 was it was fun yes definitely and you can uh of course find us at uh, harvardparoxysm.com we are part of the uh, hp podcasting network you can find both the over and back itunes feed and the um hp itunes feed on um on itunes of course um which you know we would love to subscribe and uh, leave us a, a rating and review uh, that helps other people get to know what we're all about and uh we you know of course we're here to have people listen to us so uh, anything you can do to help us out on that would be uh, greatly appreciated and um, until next time uh thanks for listening and we'll be back again soon When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.